Hey everyone, and welcome to In It For The Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. It's good to be back with you all for another season. This time it's The Bachelor with our own Missouri hometown boy, Clayton. And so we can now say for the rest of the season that we are the premier and potentially exclusive Bachelor recap podcast from The Bachelor's own current residence. Columbia, Missouri. So um, tell your friends about us because I think that our intel this season will be more valuable than ever. Yeah, that could be. Um, We know. We may or may not know some people who have connections with Clayton. Um, And know where he lives. Yeah, but we might have to, and we'll see if we're able to leverage those for any insider info, but maybe not, but not a huge deal. We can still enjoy the show anyway. So unfortunately, today, (laughs) Zeke and I are sick with COVID. We did everything we could to try to stay well, but as you know, the Omicron variant is spreading. So make sure that you're staying safe and staying well because we can let you know firsthand that it's no fun. Yeah, we've been both sick for a few days now, and I think I missed work for a day and a half, and... I'm still kind of getting over it. You can probably hear it some in my voice. I'll try to not cough too much during this episode. Um, And we haven't recorded because we've not been feeling well. So we had our last day before the next episode airs and we thought we might as well get an episode in and so that we can not get too backed up. Gives us something to do while we isolate ourselves. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling like Taisha on the, um, after the final rose, Taisha can't be here because she was exposed to COVID-19. So we're in good company. Um, but to get things started this season, we, um, had this idea for our first season, but you know, kind of we're learning the ropes and it fell to the wayside, but we want to get things started. Um, We want to start each of our episodes with a first impression rose where we just kind of let you know what we thought initially of this episode and then end each episode with a final rose and our concluding thoughts for what happened and what to look forward to in the next episode. So Zeke, what's your first impression rose of the um, season premiere of Clayton's season? Yeah, my first impression, I guess, is that with the exception of the shenanigans at the beginning of the episode, uh, it's seeming like it's going to shape up to be a relatively normal season. Uh, Obviously, because of the previews that we've seen already, it obviously it's going to be dramatic. It always is. Um, But like for me, I am I am no longer going to be watching any of the the season previews at the end of episodes. Um, I'm going to try my best to avoid that stuff because they can't be, ABC can't be trusted anymore to not no show the faces of the final three. Thankfully, um, I have forgotten. Uh, I do not remember. I couldn't tell you who the three were um, at the, at the, uh, in the final three um, because they showed their faces. I did my best to just forget the faces. And so, at that point, when I saw them in that preview at, I think it was Mental All for Michelle's season, um, I hadn't really looked at any of the cast yet, so I didn't have the ability to put the faces to names. So thankfully, I do not know who the final three are. Um, I know like one detail about all three of them, um, and that would be their race. Um, <laughs> that's, so that's a bit of a spoiler, but um, 
I mean, I just don't know what ABC's motive is there because that's like reality Steve level spoiler showing the faces of the top three, not just their backs or legs or whatever. Um, it's I don't know. I just don't know what they could be wanting to do with that. I just think it's bad form. I, I think it, it ruins part of the experience. Um, 100%. I, I do think that maybe they... I mean, it's possible that they, you know, pieced in some shots and, like, kind of manipulated the editing mm. to somehow make it be such that the three faces they showed were not the three final. But that's even also stupid. So I don't know. It's just stupid all around. I mean, you, it's one thing to get the shots of, you know, you can tell which girl it is that he's, like, kissing and saying good things about. But that could be, like, the final ten. Like, right. that's not that big of a spoiler. So... You know, final three showing all of their faces is I unforgivable, and so I I, I think I'm gonna try and see how it is, not knowing what's coming. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it'll improve the viewer experience too, because it's kind of like, oh man, what's gonna happen this week? It's all um, unknown. So I unfortunately watched the preview after this season premiere, and now that I do know all of the women. It's hard to get the faces of the top three or supposed top three. Did they show them again? Out of my head, yes. No, ABC. I know, and so I feel like you and I are on different playing fields now in terms of like our brackets and discussion. So I'll try to like just kind of take your um, perspective that it could just be random, like three random women crying, and not necessarily the top three. Um, So who knows? But yeah, I might not watch the rest of the previews too. Do it. Don't watch them with me. You have to leave the room. I know. So my first impression, Rose, for this episode is that I love that we have a Missouri boy and that we're just seeing scenes of places that you and I know. And um, You mean just the arch? <laughs> and Forest Park and oh, Eureka. Right, We've right. been to Eureka. Okay. I've been to Six Flags. I wonder if his parents are affiliated at all with Six Flags because I don't know who else lives in Eureka um, for any other reason. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I just think that it's fun and I'm excited to have those moments where I'm like, oh, I connect about this. Uh, too bad there's no other women on his season that are actually from Missouri, but we do have some Midwest gals. So, Well, we can't can have a repeat of Minnesota Joe. That's true. <laughs> We flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Um, and don't you know, and don't I know, that as soon as you meet, uh, you know, Missouri, another Missouri person that you connect with in any way, shape, or form to where you figure that they're a fine marriage partner, it's hard not to pick them because Missouri, man. Yeah. So anyway, that's my first impression. Um, but, you know, we've got a new host for this season, a former bachelor. Yeah, uh, Jesse Palmer is our new host, It and it appears that he is the new host, um, at least of The Bachelor. Uh, I haven't seen a ton about this, but I've heard that, you know, uh, he is probably going to be the host moving forward for at least mm-hmm. the next, for the foreseeable future. Um, he was the fifth Bachelor, I believe. Um, it did not end up marrying his, his final choice. Um, but I think it is married now. I, I'm not sure. Okay. But he is married now uh, to someone else. Uh, he's been like an ESPN commentator show host. And so he is, of course, no stranger to being on TV. Uh, and you can definitely see he's very polished. And um, 
one of the big jokes though is that he looks a lot like clayton and yeah so it's crazy that, that they were they were able to you know find his long lost brother uncle yeah. or father yeah and get him to be the host of clayton's own season crazy yeah from um, far away i seriously thought it was him when they like panned in um the opening shot of him standing in front of the mansion i was like oh hey clayton, clayton. No. and then oh this is our new host so. But yeah, so we have new host. He, I think, overall did a good job. I don't really have anything to say about him because, which is good. I think the host <laughs> should be just kind of they should blend in, and you don't want to be talking about the host. It's kind of like officials in sports. You don't want to be talking about the officials. They're just there to, to to keep things moving and to say the lines that need to be said. True. I mean, he's built rapport with me because he talks with his hands a lot. So yeah, well, you and your hand talking, you're all about it um but you want to jump in to the episode yeah so we start the episode off clayton's got his little his selfie video going and he's going up to his parents house they don't know that he's going to be coming so he surprises them with the news that he's going to be the bachelor um which his mom was very excited about i don't remember what his dad's reaction was probably (laughs) indifferent he's like what um (laughs) but it was you know very exciting he um Clayton, one, one, the other first impression is that Clayton is very much going to like play the part. He is not going to shake things up. He's going to play along. He's going to do what the producers tell him to do. And he like believes in the process, apparently. Um, you know, he says, I know that this works, which they like say every season, which is just a bunch of hogwash because it doesn't work. Um, I mean, maybe it works in that they learn better what they're looking for in a spouse um but they you know there's like five marriages of the entire franchise at least the american franchise i know the the other ones canada and australia new zealand and stuff are all much more successful um but they do things differently i think probably to make it more successful um (laughs) but yeah he is definitely a a team player and is going to play the role and say the right things and, you know, he's he's going to go along with all this stuff, which is probably why they picked him. Uh, I think they realized that he was going to be super enthusiastic um, and play along. And I think they just wanted that. Well, what I want to know is if he had gone back home after being eliminated from Michelle's season or if this is the first time he's seeing his parents since, like, leaving the Bachelor verse. And it's like, oh, I'm coming home. Mom, I have something to tell you. And here she is thinking like, oh, my son went off, you know, to get engaged. He was a contestant and doesn't even know he's eliminated. And now suddenly, oh, it didn't work out with Michelle, but you're The Bachelor and you get to date 30 more women. Um, I just want to know. I think that that would be a time and a half. No, I mean, it's basically completely staged. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think. I'm just saying. I mean, there's a cameraman inside the house already. It all happened so fast. The yeah, thing is, true. it would the be timeline. believable because it's like, oh, yeah, of course we let this cameraman into our house because our son, you know, has been competing on The Bachelorette and we have no idea what the conclusion was. Come to find out That's before true. he even leaves Indian Wells Resort, the producers are like, bruh, BT dubs, you're the next bachelor. So now you can go home to your family and tell them it didn't work out with Michelle, but Well they were in Minnesota they were in Minnesota when he got eliminated. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um still. But yeah, no, I I mean it's who knows. The the timeline would be really interesting to kind of see 
I mean, I think it would be always be fascinating to have a look behind the scenes and understand better how these shows are produced. Um, I'm always interested in behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, curious how the sausage gets made. Um, but we kind of continue, you know, we're doing all the regular intro stuff. He goes, uh, and has a little, a little main street parade kind of in Eureka, you know, people are out cheering him on. There's banners. They've got some, they've got like a fireman who's like, we believe in you Clayton. And it was like very corny and, um, you know, it's what this show's all about. <laughs> well, they're making Eureka look like it's this humble town in the middle of nowhere. But for all of our non-Missouri viewers, l- l- listeners, <laughs> yes, listeners, uh, be assured that Eureka is simply a suburb of St. Louis, not a close enough one, uh, you know, to be like a part of the main group of what we think of as St. Louis suburbs. But people still commute all the way from eureka so it's not in the middle of nowhere like we were saying earlier it has six flags yeah six flags st louis is in eureka so it's not really this small town that the filming makes it out to be but it certainly is different than growing up in minneapolis so oh for sure it's definitely like uh, and it could be that, I mean, neither of us are from there, and we've not really, like, been... I've never been to, like, Eureka, like, the town. I've only ever been to Six Flags, so it could be that that's the feel of growing up there. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is, like, I mean, it's, like, 30 minutes from St. Louis, really close. Um, but yeah, you know, that we get the whole recap of all, whatever, eight minutes, was it, of his screen time on Michelle's season. Um, I think he... That was, like, said somewhere that he had eight minutes of screen time, which was It felt much ridiculous. longer. <laughs> um... But he was on like group dates and did a lot of stuff, but, um, we got the whole recap. We've got, we got the, you know, the kids wrote him a letter that he cried about and he just wants to find his person and through tears, he was saying that. So, you know, we got that whole thing. Um, but then basically, yeah, then we jump right into kind of the, the handful of women that we get a little bit of a intro package on. Um, and so the, I think we get like, 10 of them or something or eight of them maybe um but our first uh it's always kind of interesting i'm always you always wonder like i I know that they you know maybe one or two of these will go home the first night um and then maybe one or two of them will be you know contenders um but you never really know it's always kind of mind games that they're playing with you i know (laughs) but the first up is shanae um you know she's the small town girl from ohio um 840 people i think that my impression of her was that she's going to be a dramatic person um definitely seems like very opinionated and strong-willed um so i think that she will definitely uh get on people's other contests the wrong side of other contestants and stir up drama villain vibes yeah it'll be good um then we get uh Gabby from Colorado. She's an ICU nurse, has done some other stuff maybe too, I think. Um, I didn't get a ton of detailed notes about these intros. Um, Do you have anything to add on Gabby? I, you know, Gabby was the one that um, just kind of, she talks really slow. She's like, yeah, I basically... um, you know, I'm an independent woman, all this stuff. So I don't know. I don't know that she like is like really cares about this process or is ready to kind of like settle down. Um, she 
uh, just you know even like she was doing different poses taking pictures of herself very classically wanting to get instagram famous <laughs> uh mm, from the, for the show. wrong reasons that's my impression okay. i think this intro package really screams instagram influencer dreams okay that's an interesting note uh next up is rachel who is a flight instructor at ohio university i guess um i think i put that she's a little awkward in front of the camera but i think later on in the episode i think she's going to be a player in this season um not sure what kind of contestant but definitely she seems like she's gonna be in the mix uh, i think so too forward. and she is another midwest gal uh really likes clayton's teeth which i understand i mean that smile and those dimples 12 out of 10 oh and i thought that rachel looks like um i can't think of her name but from ted lasso she's she looks like the daughter of um sassy or whatever yeah the, the friend rebecca's uh-huh. friend sorry if you haven't seen ted lasso you should there Shameless were like promo. there were like three or four there were like three or four people in this uh episode where i was like oh they look like this person from ted lasso but we just watched it so we just finished watching the, the first two seasons but um the next up was daria who is a Yale Law School student. She's in her third year of law school, um, but she's ready to buck the trend uh, in the stereotype of a Yale Law student. She doesn't. She wants to start a family. She wants to just get right on that. Um, That's some RBG moves right there because, you know, RBG had her first child while she was still at Yale Law. Whoa. So, um, and she was helping her husband write all of his papers, not in like a cheating way, but, you know, I think he, like something happened, he was sick, and so she would type them for him while he would like say them out loud. So, um, you know, people say, what's up with that? But they forget about RBG, so. Yeah, people people forget about RGB. RGB. Uh, then we have Susie from Virginia Beach, and that's all I have. <laughs> well, she does jujitsu, and she was Miss Virginia. Oh, she's the one who um, was in was in uh, Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I so apparently she was in Japan, and she was um, at Disney World Japan or Disneyland. I don't know Tokyo, whatever it is, the Disney theme park in mm-hmm. Tokyo. And she played multiple Disney princesses. I saw this on like Instagram. Um, And so that actually makes her one of two uh, Disney princesses at Disney resorts, parks, whatever. Sorry, I'm I'm not thinking of words right now. It's because I'm sick. This is a sign that we should go to Disney so that you become more familiar with the lingo. Her and Lindsay W. both, I believe. Or was it Hunter? I can't keep track. <laughs> um, whatever. No, There's I, two yeah, of them. Two have been Disney princesses. I think it's, it's Hunter. Hunter is the other one. Have been Disney princesses, which is interesting. It's like, is this a new pageant girl? Who knows? Mm. But there are at least a couple pageant girls on this yeah. season. So we haven't really moved past that. <laughs> no. Uh, then we have um elizabeth who is like a real estate person uh from denver <laughs> taking and fake calls it was so fake she was it was like they had this little clip of her like supposedly talking to a client or something and it was clearly if it wasn't like a fake call she was like putting on hardcore for the camera and she it was just so like it was so cringy yeah i'm gonna have to table that and circle back because um <laughs> the business lingo is too strong 
Um, and then next up we have uh, Teddy, who is also a nurse. I think we have like a handful of nurses on this season, as always. Um, but the most interesting thing we learned about Teddy in this intro package is that she is this season's virgin. Well, you can't have a repeat of Colton season without another virgin. <laughs> I don't think this will be a repeat of Colton season, but I also have not seen Colton season. So mm. I think that we have to dispel of Colton comparisons in, well, in our podcast. Certainly until, Clayton is different than Colton. Until I can uh, see that season. Um, so we will definitely be talking some more about Teddy later this episode. Um, and then last up, we have Sally from Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and it lists her profession as previously engaged. Um, she reveals to the audience that today, at least the day that she is interviewing, is the day that she was supposed to get married. <laughs> so I don't know, like, I think everyone at this point is doing, like, the Zach Galifianakis, like, math thing uh, of, like, wait, if you were supposed to get married on this day, how long ago did you break off your engagement and then have applied to the, have time to apply to the show and go through casting? <laughs> um, I'm just, like, highly thinking- suspicious. Was it her ex-fiance that submitted her application or did she submit it and her ex-fiance found out? I don't um, know. Because there were some trust issues, she said. That's what she said. And I think it was I think it was on her end, so, <laughs> seems like. So um, this is rough from a girl, Sally, trying to find love on the day of her wedding. Yes. But then this becomes the first like 20 minutes or 10 or, 10 or 15 minutes of the episode is... Sally is just having a hard time. They haven't even started yet. And she is just like in tears interviewing and having trouble not knowing if she should be here. Probably um, not. Which if, if you haven't even met The Bachelor yet and you're not sure if you should be there or not, you should just not. <laughs> um, when in doubt, just leave. Um, and so basically... I don't think we need to like belabor this too much, but she goes to see Clayton and they say it's five hours before they're supposed to do the limo entrances. So it's like, I don't know, probably 1 PM on that day. And, um, you know, I just said like, I don't care about this at all. We like Uh, just met her. I do know a ton about Clayton. Like I just, this is just like, to me, this is like annoying. It's just like, come on, like this is stupid. We don't need this. I mean, it turned into like a pretty hilarious thing um, because basically she, uh, I think basically the point of this was to give Clayton like a chance to like talk more about how he thought he was in love before. And then when that ended, like he wanted to go into his shell and like, like shut off, um, which I think we got some of last season, but I think that's kind of what the point of this was, was to like give him a chance to like, relate to her and then like we get to learn more about Clayton so I guess in that sense it's like I guess it's worth it I can't he just talk about that without having it to be in this context of course not which I think that this is the most um hilarious first 20 minutes of any season ever it's just shocking and I love this she's picked out her wedding dress we've got this um cloud of mystery as to whether or not her own application to the show is what broke up this engagement it's crazy and I just think that also you know yes Clayton had the chance to reveal to her like hey you know I too was in a very serious relationship not an engagement but I thought it would lead to one And it turned out, you know, she wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. But also, 
I think we see some troubled decision making from Clayton that doesn't really look good for him because, you know, she's telling him all this stuff about not knowing if she should stay. And he says, no, you should. I shut down for way too long after I got out of my serious relationship. And, you know, I don't want you to make the same mistake. You should just go for it. And it's like, uh, maybe we can find a happy medium here where we're not shutting ourselves off from love for like years, but we're taking the time we need to grieve a lost engagement before we literally jump into a crazy competition show where you could potentially be engaged again in a subhuman time. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, you can't just like go from being engaged to being on a reality tv show which i mean that's why she's here obviously she she was never here i mean they picked her because they were like lol we can pull this whole stunt and it'll be like no one's ever seen this before they're always looking for new things that no one's ever seen before because that's a big part of the draw of the show is you want to see something new um but then further uh cementing you know clayton's uh interest in playing along with whatever <laughs> the producers tell him to do he they have a little chat. I think at some point they like are kind of holding hands. You know, he says that he's having this great connection with her and he goes and brings back a rose. Um, he's talked to this girl for like five minutes and he decides that he should give her a rose, um, which obviously not his idea. Um, right. but also and if it is you, his idea, he's a dummy. <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, he probably only has about five minutes with most of the women on the first night. That's true. And he makes the decision to give him a rose for the next week. So Right. But it's also like in relative to all the other women. So kind of. I mean, he's. Yeah. He doesn't know who else he's going to meet. And also she just told you that she's not sure if she should be here because today was her wedding. So probably shouldn't offer her a rose, but he does. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's great TV. It's so good. Um, But her response to getting offered a rose is, quote, you're really putting me on the spot right here. I want to accept it so bad. I do. I'm just so torn. Uh, And so then she goes out to take a minute. She apparently is still allowed to have her phone and calls her mom or something. Which I wanted her to call her (laughs) ex-fiance. Oh, that, well, that wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Um, so then she like gets to talk to her mom about it, um, or maybe a friend. I think it was her mom. Uh, and then she goes back in and says that she's not ready and just needs to leave. So then we, of course, we get the classic line from Clayton, you know, the first rose I offered, I was rejected. So Clayton, and this further, I mean, it's brilliant. It's brilliant maneuvering by the producers because a, you get to have this ridiculous thing, but then you also get to have this like, uh oh, Clayton is being rejected by these women. Um, you know, first one he sees rejects him. So, um, you know, it's good story building. Um, you know, you get the are these girls even gonna like Clayton's storyline? Uh, good, good drama. Yeah, I think so too. I think that in this exchange, I also noticed that he is not very good at pretending not to act i mean like the things he was saying it just was so unnatural well and and the telling the moment that i want that i always look for that's super telling is when it's like supposed to be a surprise like she comes up to his door and 
he's supposed to not know who she is and never have seen her before and not know what it's about. And it's like super obvious that he's trying to pretend that that's the case when it's like, obviously he's been told that something's going to happen. Who knows how much he's been told, but it's like the way that he handles it, it's like, Oh, who are you? And it's like, that's where you can like totally tell like the genuineness of reaction um, about the situation or like how puzzled, like who are you, whatever. It's like, he just wasn't believable. And it was, so yeah, I think, you know, but maybe that's good. Maybe it's good that, um, I don't know. It's like a toss up. Like you want it to feel like it's real and that does take a certain amount of acting because not everything you're seeing is real. And so it's kind of a catch 22. I hope it improves, though, because my least favorite thing is when, especially we see this with bachelors, they're not very good at the dinner conversations on one-on-ones, and it just feels really, like, forced and rehearsed, and so I hope that that's not the case, because it's just so awkward to watch. Yeah. Um, so then that is done with, and we get to the limo entrances, so um, I guess since we did not have an opportunity to uh do our meet the women episode um we're not going to go through like the full bios or anything like that but i guess we can just give kind of our first impressions of each of these women um i did not note which of who it was that ended up going home after the first night um so if we remember like oh yeah and she ended up going home then our impression probably doesn't really matter as much because she's gone um but yeah we can just do that so um, the first out was Sarah. Um, she was wearing a beautiful sparkly dress, um, and she uh, is a wealth management advisor from New York City. Um, so, you know, that's a big job. She's only 23, so she must be brand new at this, um, right out of college. And she gives Clayton a, a tiger token. She went to Clemson, maybe. Um, and so they're also the tigers and he went to Mizzou who are the tigers. And so she thought that they should bond over tigers and gives him a a tiger token, which as we always say, if you can give the bachelor something, um, something small pocketable to remember you by that can usually be a good move for your first impression. I think that she, um, just seems pretty normal, conversational, um, clearly smart so I think that she will probably go pretty far. Yeah, I, she strikes me as a contender for sure. Um, probably like top eight, I would say. Um, obviously, I might say that about more than eight women, but um, she definitely seems like she's um, has that like air about her. Plus, like sometimes first out of the limo, like last season, uh, Nate was the first out, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And so and he ended up winning. So obviously, that's probably not going to be the case this year. That would be too obvious. Um, but maybe it's some reverse reverse psychology, who knows? Um, but we won't read too much into the order. So next is Lindsay W from Houston, Texas. She's 28, an industrial sales representative. Um, you could tell she was kind of nervous throughout the whole night thinking she hadn't done enough to impress Clayton or make a first impression in her entrance. And really, I mean, she, she didn't do much of anything notable, um, but I think she's a pretty girl, uh, certainly, you know, very, very beautiful. I think that that caught Clayton's eye and I, especially this first night, I don't think she had anything to worry about. 
Yeah, she. So there's two Lindsays, and she hers is. It's interesting because they're spelled different, but they still have to do the last name initial. Because uh, when you're just saying it, you don't know that it's spelled different. But her is L Y, and D S E Y. So that's interesting. But yeah, she was kind of like I feel like every every season, um, and sometimes every episode, um, there's like a person who seems to just be like the person who's giving like running commentary on the night. And so since she was like the second one out and had just kind of a vanilla entrance, no gimmicks or anything, she was the one who they kept cutting back to of like, oh man, like all these girls are doing so many things. Like, did I do enough? Or like when the kisses started, like she was like, oh no, like gotta start kissing him to like make an impression. So will um, she be our Casey of this season? Who knows? Hopefully she might go farther than Casey, unfortunately. Mm, um, but uh, yeah, and next up was uh, Genevieve. Genevieve is from Los Angeles, I believe, and uh, I think it says that sh- she's a bartender. Um, you know, I think Genevieve is the most attractive non-blonde. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to make that stipulation. Well, I mean, I think that there's definitely like a pretty sharp distinction between the blondes and the brunettes on this season. I don't oh. know why, because it's like there's a ton of blondes, and I think Clayton's type is a blonde, but who knows? Um, I don't know why I say that. That's just like the impression I get, because it's like all of the blondes look alike, and then there's a lot of variation for the brunettes. Mm. But anyway, that's just like a very um, that's a very shallow analysis of the women. Um, but no Genevieve, well, and I mentioned this also because your first impression was like she is not pretty. Uh, or she's not that pretty. And I was like, yes, she is. She's very pretty. Uh, and we just spatted about that for a little bit. Well, but then you came really around. it's difficult as your wife to agree with you and that any other woman is beautiful. But she is. Um, but yeah, of course, I didn't want you uh, want to indulge you. <laughs> so moving on. Fair enough. So now we have... But, oh, well, no, don't move on oh, too quick. Okay. Uh, I think that, though... She is also, Genevieve is also a contender here. Um, I think she's going to go far. She seems to be really, like, comfortable um, and has, like, good rapport already with um, with Clayton. So And the women. All the women were like, Genevieve, she's going to get the first impression, Rose. It's going to be that's her. That's true. Yeah. So, so maybe, I don't and know. And they don't hate her for it. They're just like, we just know. So. Yeah. Um. So next is NC who's trilingual and she's Ooh, half yeah. Persian, half Korean. Um, and she is 26 and is a sales manager from Burbank, California. And I really liked her. Yeah. She seemed cool. I think that her dress was kind of weird. I think you commented yes. on that. Um, but yeah, she came right out. She was speaking Korean and um, I don't know if it's Persian or Iranian, whatever the language, the other second language was she was speaking in addition to English, but yeah, very impressive. Clayton, I think, uh does not clearly speak any other languages besides english and is i think just very um i don't know if he was impressed or just like bewildered um (laughs) he just kind of had that look on his face that was like oh shoot what do i do with this uh but yeah you know i don't i don't know did she did she get a rose i don't remember yeah she did okay and i think that she's really sophisticated and i like her a lot all right next up we have um susie and we get kind of the first um gag entrance she has like the electric buzzer in her hand that when they shake hands it shocks him um i don't know that's kind of lame like you just want to give your first impression be like hurting the bachelor seems bad um 
do you have anything else on Susie? She, uh, yeah, I, I get that her entrance wasn't very good, um, but she looks exactly like Debbie Ryan um, from Disney Channel. And I think she is fun and quirky and beautiful. And I think that that is kind of what, what Clayton was on Michelle's season. And so I think that um, he'll really connect with her. Mm, interesting. Look out for Susie. Um, so next we have Claire, who was just straight up bad. She like said that she had this idea for her entrance, but she just like wasn't going to do it. Um, and so he should find her later and maybe she'll remember. I think she was already drunk at this point and she probably. just kept getting drunker throughout the night. No kidding. Um, but she's a 28 year old spray tanner from Virginia beach. So woohoo. <laughs> um, yeah. Then we had Serene. I didn't get anything on Serene. I couldn't tell anything. Yeah, Serene, um, I think that she is really sweet and beautiful, mm-hmm. just kind of more quiet. She is a 26-year-old elementary school teacher from Oklahoma City. Yeah. So I think that they could have a potential of connecting just kind of like down-to-earth types. Yeah, and she, well, as we'll talk about later, she did get the first rose. Uh, not the first impression rose, but the first rose ceremony rose. So um, he did seem to to like her. I just didn't have a note about her. Um then we had Teddy. Um, Teddy just, you know, came out of the limo. Big energy, very magnetic um, personality. Um, you know, has got big hair. Um, very likable girl. Um, she came with the line, "I hope, or I heard you are the big teddy bear. Hopefully, I'll soon be. Hopefully, soon I'll be your teddy bear." So I don't know. Cute, clever line there. Um, definitely left a, a good impression on Clayton. Um, no jokes yeah. about her virginity yet. Um, well, so yeah, I mean, you don't open with that. Saving that That's usually like, something that well, they save for like fretting about it closer to fantasy suites. You're right. I mean, since everyone knew that Colton was a virgin going into his season as the bachelor, a lot of their entrances revolved around that, but I uh, guess okay. it's different whenever you're coming in as a contestant. Yeah. Gosh, stop trying to compare it to Colton. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but his reaction to her was, I don't have words for her. So that's some big, uh, that's a big first impression, you might say. Hmm. <laughs> um, so next is Tessa, and she says that um, her name is Tessa, which is asset backwards. Which, like, LOL, so clever. I think that that was good, and I would have never thought that, but um, it doesn't work for her in the end. A 26-year-old human research resources specialist. No, she did get a rose. She got the last one. Did she? Yeah. Oh, JK, JK. Yep. I just was looking. She's still an asset. She, she almost didn't work out for her. She was fretting the whole time. Um so next up is Lindsay, and I just cannot get this out of my head uh, since we are talking about lookalikes. Lindsay reminds me so much of Lindsay Enter, who was Sean Lowe's runner-up. Um, I have seen Sean Lowe's season, um, and she was a Missouri girl from Fort Leonard Wood. Um, you know, what? You know, what? Runner-up, big name mm-hmm. in the Bachelor universe. Um, Reincarnated as yeah, Lindsay. They look so similar. Um, and I don't know, I think have similar vibes maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think she actually didn't get a rose, so we don't have to talk about her anymore. And thankfully we don't have to, uh, deal with any more Lindsay's. At least I don't think she did. 
Really? No, she didn't. Really? No, she didn't. So What a shock. I know, but it's nice because I think that's the only duplicate name this whole season, so we don't have to deal with duplicate names anymore. But yet we will still call Lindsay W. Lindsay W. They always do. Maybe. It's so weird. Yeah, they will probably. Um, So next is our lawyer, Daria, who comes in um, looking sharp. So unfortunately, I don't think Clayton wants um a law student right now um an rbg type because she doesn't get a rose but i really had high hopes for daria yeah um i think that this that was the end of the first limo maybe because then up next we had kate who the music switched she got good music (laughs) um and she had you know a very sparkly dress looked really good um and she's actually one of the older girls in the season she's 32 she's a real estate agent from lake hollywood california um and but yeah she got good music um you know sometimes they kind of do that to throw the scent um but i also usually think that they that's usually a sign i mean i don't think that that they don't usually give the good music to girls that go home night one and so look out for look out for kate yeah Next, we have Sierra, a 26-year-old recruiting coordinator from Dallas. Kind of a big personality, I'd say. Very confident, which I love that for her. Um, And so, you know, I think she was kind of a wild card going into the night. I didn't know um, if Clayton received that confidence well. um, But I think he was, you know, into it, attracted to her. Um, So we'll see her next week. Yeah. Uh, next up is Melina. She came in on uh, Moon Shoes. Fun. Jealous. Yeah, which seems really fun to do. I think they got to, to play around with those late in the episode. Um, but yeah, she she's a 27-year-old personal trainer from West Hollywood, California. Lots of California girls in this season, I think. Always. There always are, but it seems like a lot this season. And then we have Haley, who asked Clayton to open a pickle jar for her. Uh, because he's strong (laughs) yeah and she's a pediatric nurse as well from orlando i thought she was really sweet another shocking departure in my book Mm, yeah for sure um then we had maybe the most controversial entrance of this uh season uh we had jill come up with an urn that she said were the ashes of her ex-boyfriend um <laughs> that she i guess intended as a warning yeah to Clayton. that he'd be next um i mean i think it's like it really depends <laughs> it's just like, no i mean i think that like if you take it too seriously it's like oh my gosh like that's intense but it's also like kind of i mean it's low-key hilarious Yes, I think I just think it's risky because oh, definitely risky. She's trying to market herself to him. Essentially, he's got the power in this situation. Yeah, so <laughs> that is definitely risky. Um, depending on like what his sense of humor is, that could go over really well. But he has to, you have to have like a specific like type of humor for that to be like a really funny thing to you. Okay. I mean, I think it's kind of funny, but also sometimes have a dark sense of humor. So, um. Yeah, big moves from Jill, who is 26 and an architectural historian uh, from Rhode Island. Then we've got Marlena, who makes a football reference, because gotta do that. Yes, uh, she threw a penalty flag and gave him 15 yards for being so fine. So that's pretty clever. Um, She's an Olympian. She's the first former Olympian to be a contestant. She was a sprinter. Um, 
yeah in the olympics i don't know i don't think it was from the united i don't think it i don't think she ran for the united states so i'm wondering if i'll have to we'll have to look that up but i'm pretty sure i saw that she she ran i think maybe she has a parent from um or maybe like where she has like eligibility for another nation mm. um I think three it, people i think it was from, from a caribbean three people from virginia beach this year that's wild interesting including huh. marlena yeah um and then next up we have jane um who shows up in a classic car um she refers to herself as a cougar um or she says that she's been called a cougar once and twice once or twice and then they um like where it has her age she's 33 <laughs> it like they like flashed on the screen with like the bling 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 sound um which do you think that they did that to like highlight that she's like so old or like to highlight that 33 is really not that old and like the show is making fun of her um i think uh maybe a little bit of both but probably more so like she's the oldest contestant this season so therefore you know i think the producers really want her to lean into like this cougar trope and so, um, you know, 33 is so old, only one year older than a few other contestants who are 32, yeah. but the oldest. Crazy. Yeah. Um, backing up a little bit, Marlena, she ran for Haiti in the 2012 nice. Olympics. So nice. I, I knew it was a different place. Um, so, yeah, then after Jane uh, was Rachel, um, but then it wasn't Rachel out can of the limo came Holly, who is a more elderly woman, <laughs> not like a, not like a really old woman, but like probably in her sixties, um, and basically she just like came out and it was like a joke, but then she said that she was gonna be on, like, Bachelor for Seniors. Yeah, she was. There's this whole thing, which is like this doesn't exist yet it hasn't been announced you keep giving us the advertisement during the shows that you're casting for and now this so is it coming or are they just like continuing to like promise something that hasn't even been announced yet i don't know i I think that you know rachel had decided that she wanted her entrance to be her grandma introducing her to like be funny um, like, look at this way older woman who's dressed up in a pageant gown as if she is actually a contestant on this season. But really, she's just introducing her granddaughter. Um, and then ABC was like, oh, ha ha. Key opportunity for us to, again, advertise Bachelor finding love in your golden years, even though we're not ready to do it yet. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind well, of it's like they're not putting... even her grandma either. I don't think. I thought it was legitimately no, her grandma. I don't think so. Oh, well then I have no idea yeah, their it, motives. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I think they just, I don't know. They just came up with that as a fun gag. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. I think she'd be a great contestant. Cast her right now. Well, I think she insinuated that she was cast, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get much other from Rachel, except for that she does seem like she's going to be... I don't know, a decent contender. She got some action this episode. So, um, and then we had another um, risky entrance, which I thought was really clever, but ended up not panning out, I don't think. No. Uh, We had Ivana, who went with the mime approach and didn't say a word to Clayton. She, like went up to him and just like waved and like made some eyes at him but then like as he kind of figured out what was going on 
she like i don't know she just kind of sauntered off past him after like saying hi with her eyes or whatever um which didn't end up pan- which didn't not end up panning out because she did go home but uh yeah risky entrance from ivana and then we've got kira who is a surgeon which is big league um and she's in a lab coat covering lingerie so she is not in a traditional gown um so it looks like you know she's kind of leaning in to the raunchy contestant of the season uh maybe she's feeling like she has to compensate for like being this successful doctor which i don't you know girl don't ever feel like you gotta explain away your success or your career achievements or try to minimize them i don't know but uh also you know i don't know could be what she wants to do it's hard to tell don't want to read too much into it but i just hope she is also just confident in who she is without having to do that yeah uh then we had mara or mara who no one ever knows um, and she is 32. She's an entrepreneur from Collingswood, New Jersey. Um, she had something about sauce or something. I don't know. I didn't really get much else beyond that, but, um, this is the point at which they were like really going through them quickly. And so, um, it became harder to like keep up with the notes, but, um, just didn't get like a ton on her. Then we have Rihanna who is wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> I just said like you because I just didn't, I didn't like her. And I don't think that she, I don't think that Colton, I don't think Clayton did either. So Ouch. <laughs> uh, uh, did she get a rose? No, that's what I was looking oh, at. I don't okay. think she got a rose. So I think that she was gonzo. Well, bye Rihanna. Uh, and then Eliza. Um, what's up with Eliza? Let's see. Eliza. Oh, she's one of my favorites. Oh, yes. She is a marketing manager and uh she's from berlin germany i don't think that she i think she lives in berlin i don't it didn't seem like she was from berlin she doesn't have an accent um but kind of like an andrew s situation where she's like an expat um and so we'll have to keep an eye on her because we really liked andrew s so maybe we will really like eliza as well uh Mm. then next up was gabby she had a, a raunchy joke with uh she had a pillow with Clayton's face with on Clayton's it. face and she just wanted to sit on his face Ew, um, classic Gabby. Gabby I think classic she's here one. for the Instagram oh oh right that's right you were talking about Gabby earlier uh hard to keep up um yeah then was came up with Elizabeth uh and she had like a not it's a it's like the thing that the jockeys have it's not like a whip but it's like a it's like a sh- has a stiff handle with like a little flappy leather on the end no for goading on the horses. Uh, I'm sure it has a name. Uh, I just can't think of it. But she used that for some joke. Uh, I don't remember what the joke was. I just had horse whip <laughs> in the notes. But um, and then your favorite Hunter comes out with a boa constrictor uh, around her based neck. Based solely on like the pictures, I was like, oh, Hunter seems great. She's pretty. <laughs> she's cute. Whatever. But then she has a snake. So that just, you know, teaches instant- you a lesson I know. not to look at anybody except your wife. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. But, you know, Smut Hunter, hopefully, hopefully that's not actually her snake. Hopefully she just like is OK with snakes. And they were like, oh, here, here's a snake. You should go with that. 
but uh yeah no had that been me if i was colden i don't i don't mess with Layton. snakes dang it I'm, gonna, ah. I'm sure you keep it's your fault you keep bringing colton into this and so i'm gonna keep saying colton accidentally because of you no classic mistake but no i'd just be like nope sorry if you're that if you're that chummy with snakes i will not be that chummy with you mm. so cold z sorry hunter but we'll see uh if she can get past that, if she, hopefully she just ditches snakes here on, here and out and we can just forget about that uh, and forgive her. Um, and then we came, uh, Samantha who came out in like a bikini in a tub with bubbles. And then we never saw her again. And we never saw her again, which is interesting. Um, and pretty rare. Um, I don't even know if she was in like lined up for the rose ceremony but it seems like there's just this whole thing about she had a conversation with clayton and she's like very serious about the thing but they brought on the show anyway and then figured out that they just like didn't connect and so then she left um which was very strange because it was just kind of like wait what happened to this girl because she was like a redhead like the only redheads are rare on this show Mm -hmm. um so like notable and then you know she just was gone so sad and then we've got Cassidy who rolled up in a tiny car um, and of course keeping with last year's uh, or the bachelorette season with the fire trucks. Um, you know, we've got Shanae who comes in right after Cassidy in a huge, huge truck, almost like monster truck level and just runs over the tiny car surprisingly doesn't split it in half but yeah it kind of just like pushed it um it it would have been like cooler if it would have been a complete like smash demolition derby Um, but it was like weird because like the other women in the house were like oh that's like so rude of her and she like ruined her entrance but it's like she didn't really ruin it i mean it, it does kind of cast a pall on it um but it it doesn't like ruin it. Like you didn't like take away what she did. You just kind of like spat on it. Said like, ha ha ha. And it's not even like her fault. Like that's totally like producer driven. And so, but uh, Shanae is our drama queen. So that's true. And that's, that's more villain. That's more villain moves right now. Black, big black truck. I mean, we're talking like a lifted 350. Like that's big, big moves from Shanae. Um, so now we've met all our women. Yes, yeah, so that's all the women. Um, obviously, not covering them in depth like we did last year. Sorry about that. We can blame travel and sickness on that. Yeah, um, no kidding. No kidding. All right, so then getting into the night, um, you know, Clayton gives his toast. I didn't really get anything on it. Uh, nothing, I don't know, just generic generic toast, I think. <laughs> um, but then he pulls Susie first. Um, and... Susie says that she needs someone different from her, so we'll have to see who she ends up being and if she's able to determine that she is actually different from Clayton. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Susie? I mean, she definitely just uh, has had a lot of crazy experiences living in Japan, learning jujitsu. No kidding. So I don't know if, uh, I mean, I'd say Clayton's pretty different from her as of now. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we see Clayton with Elizabeth, who gives him a really old picture of her grandfather, um, which is kind of a bold move for the first night, but I guess smart in a way because you kind of feel this low-key guilt to then give her a rose because <laughs> you're carrying around this artifact. Yeah, that seems like kind of risky. I think he just like sticks in his pocket. How's that not going to get like crumpled up? I don't know. Um, yeah, but then we get uh, Teddy talking about how she can't wait to kiss Clayton. Um, 
and but she's not going to do it tonight yes um no she she says that she is not going to um now was she telling this to Clayton or was she talking to the camera about how she no she's telling to Clayton so she's talking to Clayton and um yeah she says she tells him that she during Michelle's season when they announced the cast she was just looking through the pictures of the cast kind of as we did and she picked out one of the guys that really stood out and it was Clayton um you know Clayton feels a good vibe from her um as I noted before she's definitely like has that like magnetic personality where you just like she's just like a fun person to be around um and then Clayton goes in for the kiss and she does not back away she um you know she probably wasn't going to initiate that kiss the first night but when he does she definitely received it and so um Clayton is tongue he's just like yeah he does he just goes straight for it um I just, like, don't, I don't know. I feel like every time, they, especially Bachelor seasons, their tongue doesn't always land in the girl's mouth. And I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> surely this isn't how we look when we kiss. Well, we'll have to film some later. No! <laughs> so, um, Clayton remarks that after kissing Teddy, I'm on cloud nine. Maybe cloud ten, if you can get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the great quote. Classic great quote. Um, but then everyone notably sees them kissing from afar and that really, uh, that really puts their butts in gear to, it really ups the ante on the night. Um, and you know what the impressions are going to be, um, because it seems like if he's already kissed one girl, then a lot of other girls are going to try to kiss him to try to get on that same level. And then if you're one of the girls who didn't kiss him, good luck. Yeah, I think that that definitely gets the ball rolling. I'm surprised that after seeing him kiss Teddy first um, out of everybody, that the girls still don't really um, think that she'll be the one to get the first impression, Rose. Well, and that's kind of how it is with, like, The Bachelors, too, where it's, like, the first girl that, like, sometimes it's the first girl they kiss or just, like, the girl that they think is the prettiest gets the first impression, Rose, and then, like, that never ends up panning out for, like, the long term um so it definitely like plays into the idea that like the bachelorettes are more mature and like understanding of what they're actually looking for and um the guys are thinking um more below the shoulders um (laughs) um so like we were saying it kind of gets the ball rolling and dr kira goes to give clayton his physical um and so to make his heart beat faster on her stethoscope she kisses him again some more tongue action yeah just going straight for it it's like a little frog (laughs) like i just i just i'm not for it uh and so the women see that too and they start you know really going full speed ahead yeah um eliza really shows her uh german experience um and she's got some flashcards. You think that like, oh, she's going to have like maybe three or four that she's going to go through <laughs> to see if he can a pronounce them and then she can tell them, tell him what they mean. But the first one we see anyway is just like, I'd like to kiss you basically. Uh, and so she's like, I can't waste any time. I can't chance getting interrupted before I get to the finale. of Throws these. out her other flashcards. Yeah, We're going with the like, finale flashcard yeah, first. Before all this crazy action started, I was going to, you know, play, let it play out a little, but. We're just going to go straight for it. Cut straight to the point. So, uh, which, you know, it, it kind of spoils it a little bit. But that's just kind of how the night was. Yeah. It was on. And 
you know, they got to do some kissing. Um, speaking of kissing, Clayton got to meet the snake. Just kidding. I don't think that he kissed the <laughs> kissed snake. Kissed the snake. How many doctors did it take? Just Dr. Kira. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he met the snake. Um, definitely wouldn't have been the highlight of your night. No, that, that would have, no. I would have, <laughs> I would have made it. Hey, I mean, if I was ever the bachelor, I'd make it very clear. No snakes. You would have been no like. No snakes. <sighs> Listen, guys. It's been really wonderful to meet you all, but I have to end this cocktail party early. I've made up my mind. <laughs> no, I don't know where you're getting that. <laughs> like if I were to, like if 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 it, if it were me on this show, I would say there's no snakes in this season. I'm not doing this if there's snakes. I will not be. I will not play nice if there are snakes. I. It will not happen. I will you, throw a fit. You are just not the type that would ever be cast on the show. Not because you're not handsome, but that's not the question. That's not the question. You're just too defiant. So <laughs> well, that's true. I'm certainly not in the mold of Clayton, who's like just going to go along with whatever I'm told to do. Um, but yeah, Cassidy. Um, I guess they found a second little electric car. One that was not run over. I, I don't understand how Clayton fits into one of these cars. Did they have them like? Do they have them custom made for like? giant adults because usually those are made for kids so i was impressed to see them riding them I'm like how is he fitting in that i'm telling all? you neil lane just put out an exclusive line of small electric what? vehicles it doesn't make any sense <laughs> sorry uh, forgive, forgive lexi she's been sick um yeah so then we get um claire who is a huge football fan um, she's got like a whole tailgate set up. They play some cornhole. Um, there's some wings that they enjoy. And she's very drunk. She's very drunk at this point, clearly. And she's, I just think that she's salty. She like beats him in cornhole. Um, she's not about it. Someone, um, comes to interrupt and she's like, you know, of course unhappy about that, but then he ends up going away. Um, and she just angrily eats another wing yeah, and gets she, ranch on her face. Yeah, she was just having a tough night. Mm, but then I think it was Mara who interrupted, mm-hmm. um, and she had some sauce for Clayton. I think this was the New Jersey thing. I guess there's like some. I've I heard something about Italian. how there's. Yeah, I guess how there's some trope about New Jerseys and New Jerseyans and their sauce. At first, I thought it was like salsa, but I think it's something else, like no, tomato it's sauce. No, it's Italian. It's like like tomato sauce. sauce. Interesting. Yeah. But then she like they like tried it. He like put his finger in there, like in a jar. Yeah. And just like ate it, which I mean, I guess if you have good red sauce, it's pretty tasty. It was. I mean, if it's cold. Saucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see back to Claire, who is now even more drunk, and she's in the house with the other women, straight up telling them that she hates Clayton. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I hate him. <laughs> it's like, I can't even, like, he can't even beat me in cornhole. Like, I'm not about that. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, some classic first night drunkenness. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while since we've really seen. I remember, like, watching Sean Lowe's season, which is, like, kind of a previous era of The Bachelor, kind of. Um, I think it was before there was some more notable incidents and they really clamped down on the alcohol consumption. There's some like very drunken behavior on Sean Lowe's season in the first night. Um, that was like very obvious. It's like more subtle now, I think. Um, but this one seems to be more obvious. I don't know if she's just like a lightweight or just like timed her drinks specifically so that, 
um like around like the hours because i think it's like a two drinks per hour limit oh, or something that's what i've heard so if you like wait until like the turn of the hour to drink one and then drink it quickly and then get your next one after the next hour turns then you can like get kind of drunk if you like because you can then have like four drinks in the span of like 30 minutes and that'll trash you of course Ugh. um but anyway so she seemed to have figured out how to get kind of drunk and was definitely acting that way um but then we hear sarah saying that she thinks clayton's really cute um but then we have i i think i was unclear as to who it was but i think it was ivana yeah who um ended up being which i actually didn't even notice this but if she was the one who was really quiet who didn't actually say anything to him initially and then she's the one who then says something to clayton uh, about Claire uh, and says basically hey she's ruining the vibe she's talking about how she hates you none of us do we all think you're great um, you know that whole speech but I didn't even notice how she was the one who like ratted her out and then she didn't even get a rose I know. which goes to show that like anytime you rat someone you out you can't even someone so obvious which is really sad <clears throat> yeah but I guess like if she didn't even have an intro where she talked yeah about herself it's and all about the first impression her first conversation talking about someone else it's like well he doesn't know anything about her yeah that's that's so. tough you gotta you gotta just bite the bullet on that one and not say anything um or get someone else who clearly you gotta get someone like teddy who had a great first impression be like hey go over there and tell him really quick obviously um you know it's probably gonna be fine for someone like teddy but we keep getting shots of the snake every time right before they go to commercial break we just keep (laughs) zooming on the snake seeing that little tongue flicking it out (laughs) because pure evil first of all there's two reasons one it's because it's an image of clayton's tongue every time he kisses (laughs) (laughs) And then two, it's because there's a snake among us, and it's oh. Claire. Mm, yes, but that's true. Mm, that's actually that's a good point. But then I think that was like a break, and then after the break, uh, Clayton pulls Claire, asks her what's going on. She like kind of denies that she said she hated She's him. She's like, it'd be so stupid if I said I hated you. Oh my gosh, no way. Um, but then basically, like she leaves, but we don't even like really see it. He just like comes back. <laughs> and like reiterates it's like hey i hope that you guys actually all like me because there's someone here who didn't like me and <laughs> she's gone now but hopefully you all like me uh kind of funny um just kind of ridiculous um but then we had great moment with genevieve um they were like had a little blanket wrapped around them they were talking about their parents who had both been married for like 30 plus years great connection obviously like the success of your parents' marriage isn't necessarily predictive of the success of your marriage. Um, but it is good to like both know what that looks like Mm -hmm. to have that experience of like, I saw my parents interacting and how they, you know, lived with each other and assuming your parents like are married and it's like a good marriage over 30 years and not just like a loveless marriage that's persisted. Um, but yeah, I think a good, uh, indication of good things to come for the two of them. So I'm definitely a big Genevieve fan. Um, no, are you? Yes, I'm a big <laughs> Genevieve fan, both because she seems really fun and good for Clayton and because she's pretty. And, you know, it's human nature to just enjoy uh, pretty people. It's oh. like I get to look at you all day and I enjoy you and you're pretty. Yeah, I'm your wife. <laughs> of course. Um, 
So then we've got Rachel who wants to teach Clayton how to fly, but he's not really sure about that. Yeah, uh, this went poorly for Rachel. <laughs> I know. And I understand because I will not ever get into a small plane. Well, maybe there'll be an opportunity where you will be able to conquer your fear and it'll be worth it to get to experience something crazy no. or unique. But Clayton does think that maybe <laughs> he would skydive sometime. So maybe she'll, she seems like, I don't know, like this seemed not great for her that he didn't seem that interested in like learning to fly, which is like her whole profession. Yeah, that's not um, good. But it did seem like otherwise that she was pretty involved in the episode and that she maybe will be a contender. I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, so maybe we'll see some skydiving. I don't know if they're going to skydive after the little kerfuffle with Rachel, uh, during Matt season where she like hit her face on the ground. Oh yeah. I <laughs> forgot about that. So it oh. might be a little bit till they do that again, but, um, <laughs> Jeez. but yeah, then that basically wrapped up the evening. Clayton, um, went in to get the first impression rose he didn't like say anything he just like came in and grabbed it and then left and then came back i think it was to the same group of women yeah he, and grabbed he, it was weird he, he like, did a quick lap so that he could uh give a high five to jesse palmer and then came back. <laughs> and then he came back and grabbed teddy and teddy got their first impression rose um and then it was time for the rose ceremony so the rose order was serene Susie, eliza rachel mc sarah kate cassidy Elizabeth, Kira, Shanae, Sierra, Mara, Marlena, Genevieve, M- Malina. Oh gosh, Marlena and Malina, that's gonna be tough. Gabby, Jill, Lindsay W, Hunter, and Tessa. Um, so that's our rose order. I did not write down who it was that didn't get roses. Um, you know, maybe I would have if we would have gone over them before the season started. Unfortunately, we couldn't. So this is going to be kind of weird because we're like not going to, I'm not going to know the names as well as I usually do. Yeah. I usually know the names a lot better. Um, Gosh darn sickness. I know. And holiday travel, it just keeps, you know, cramming in these seasons one after another. We don't get a chance (laughs) to breathe. So what's your final rose about this episode and what you think is to come? Um, I, hmm, that's a good question. I think it like kind of because of what I just said of not like knowing their names. I don't like have as many formed opinions, at least about most of the women. Um, and like we didn't do rankings. So, you know, it feels different. Like I feel like maybe I don't know the women as much as I did like knew the, know the men last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of, it, it feels interesting where it's just kind of like a relatively clean slate or like level playing field. Besides the intro or the spoilers (laughs) right but then even then i just like forgot them yeah i don't know the specific faces um and so um so i actually don't know who it is (coughs) um and so like i think that there's at least one blonde that was there and like one brunette but that's all i really know and obviously there being a blonde is not shocking because like half of them are blonde and they all look alike um so yeah i think that there's definitely I don't know. I think just like final impression is that it's um, he's got some good women for sure. And whether or not he will actually find love TBD. But I think we're in for uh, an entertaining season because I think that uh, he is going to be subject to some shoddy decision making. 
um, or at least manipulation from producers that's going to be entertaining. Mm. Yeah, I have to second that. I think that um, it's really a mystery how far they're going to go in just kind of setting him up for different sticky situations. Um, But also, as it has always been the case, in my opinion, with the Bachelor seasons that I've watched, the guys just can't seem to make as smart of decisions about the process and about really looking for um, a marriage partner in the women that they have. Um, And so I'm just kind of nervous, especially with the preview and what we know about the top three and da-da-da-da-da, that, um, you know, things will just kind of go awry with um, some of the women because of choices that Clayton makes. Um, which is never fun to watch. So here's to hoping that he can redeem himself um, and really, you know, face whatever happens, be it from others' choices or his own. Um, So not the happiest note, but I do think that this is going to be an interesting season, and I'm excited as always to watch our Missouri boy. So M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Thank you. Mm, that's the last one. You have one. to do it you more enthusiastically stop. this no, season. No, I don't have to because I am an M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I Missouri State. M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know it. M-S-U. Ms. Ra is better. So, Bear up. That's what I should have said. So we, you know, are excited to see how this unfolds and we hope that you will like and share us with all your friends as we start off a new season. If you're the type that likes to jump into the Bachelor world and has been away for a while or to all of our Missouri listeners who are tuning in just because it's a Missouri Bachelor, we're glad you're here and we hope that you'll share us with more of your friends. Um, This has been In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall.